All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and featured titan for today, Mike Rosenhan. Mike. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. It's an honor to have you on the show. I know there's so much anticipation to just dive in, to get to know you a little bit deeper as a man, as a professional. So let's just jump in if you're all right with that. Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let, let's just start with you telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, sure. I am born and raised in Colorado Springs. Um, this is home. Love, Love it. it here. I've been fortunate enough to live all around the world and it's still my favorite place to be. Wow. Um, and was kind of raised, had a good, solid family upbringing, parents that loved each other, two younger brothers, uh, grew up middle class. Uh, my dad's a builder. My mom was actually a realtor for several years when I was growing up. Okay. Um, actually, more when I was in college, but uh, i trying to think what else. Um, went to college at Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado. Okay. Primarily went there because of skiing, but also academics weighed into that too Love a little it. bit. Hey, so. you know, that's good. Yeah. A little pleasure with it with the education yeah, it's, is never it's a bad thing. Great school, great town, a lot of fun there. Um, so we did that, got a business management degree, okay. um, had built some really great relationships while I was there. Met my wife there, that was pretty incredible. And um, then from there I went and worked in the business world a little bit with my degree um, and realized pretty quickly I that wasn't really the direction I wanted to go with my life long term. I Interesting. just felt, uh, never really felt settled or had peace about it. Um, okay. I was really involved with campus ministry while we were there and, oh. and kind of wanted to keep pursuing um, going down that road. And hmm. so stepped away from that and I ended up going back to Bible college for two years. So I spent oh. a year in California and then I went to York, England for a year and Beautiful. studied there. That was really fun. And um, and then basically, as soon as I graduated, we came back a month later, my wife and I got married. Hmm. And then we spent a year, I went back to work in construction. I had grown up working construction with my dad, so that was kind of my background. Okay. Went back to that, we kind of paid off our school debt, and then um, and we moved overseas. We went to China for several years, wow. um, which was really incredible experience. Got to work with some unbelievable people, and hmm. um, I had a lot of very life-changing things happened there it was really neat sure and then came back stateside went back to work with my father okay for a couple of years and then we were also doing a ministry startup for a little bit and um and we got into real estate so okay and just kind of going back into your your history. oh and i have sorry i have two young daughters we had one wow. while i was in china i can't believe the important <laughs> they're amazing things, right oh, man. Dad. No, yeah so yeah we had i got a, a six and nine year old girls and they're awesome i love them to death um but yeah we had one while we were over there in asia and then the other one we had when we were back stateside. So, wow. Yeah. You know, and, and family's everything. That's super important. And I know that is to you, Mike. It is to me as well. And, and I think that kind of going back into what you were already talking about, you being around and seeing different parts of the world and talking about how much you love Colorado and Colorado Springs, that speaks volumes, everybody. So it's, yes. it's really good. That it's a great place to be. <laughs> you came back and there's some, there's some reality to that. So um, getting into the real estate side, because obviously, you know, with your business background and then, you know, having some family that have been on different sides of real estate and different forms, mm -hmm. um, what was the initial motivation or push for you to get into real estate? And what was your progression in your career to today? Sure. Um, I tell a lot of people, I kind of fell backwards into real estate. I think <laughs> that happens 
it seems like to a lot of guys. Yeah, sure. But we, uh, I was working construction for my dad. Loved doing that. Um, I just love the building process and creating things. It's fun at the end of the day to be able to be like, oh, you built something. Right. It's certainly satisfying. Um, and we, I was really sick one day, and I was just on Craigslist, mm -hmm. and there was a house in Old Crowded City for sale for, I think it was 50000 bucks. And okay. So I called my dad, and, and we're like, hey, let's go take a look at it. Because we had talked about flipping a house before. Mm -hmm. And so we went there, ended up buying it, um, me and my dad my grandpa, and then just kind of worked nights and weekends on it. Had a lot of fun and flipped it. Mm -hmm. And did really well, you know, financially, and we had a lot of fun. Um, and so, you know, after that was, I was like, "This is cool. I want to maybe head this direction." Right. And so that's I started doing um, real estate classes online, hmm. just strictly to start flipping houses. And then once I got licensed, I had a couple of buddies called um, who said, "Hey, where did you get your license? Will you help us out?" And wow. um, they were gracious enough when I didn't really know what I was doing to still <laughs> trust hey. me with purchasing a house. And uh, yeah, so we did that, and then I've never flipped a house actually since I've been licensed. It just kind of really kind of took off from there, and and we were really fortunate. Um, you know, just growing up here, I think we had a lot of good friendships, good relationships, and people that cared for us and trusted us, and and were willing to to give us a chance to help them through that process. So love it. Yeah, and obviously the rest is history. I mean, and, and it's interesting that you mentioned right off the bat for everybody out there. Um, we work with who we know, like, and trust. And, sure. you know, no matter what season of your career it's in, there's always people who love you and trust you and want to support you. And as your knowledge base grows and, and everything continues in your career, obviously that trust and relationship continues to flourish throughout the community, which is where you're at, Mike. I yeah, mean, that's a great point. It, it's huge. Your reputation is, is flawless in the community impeccable. <laughs> and there's so many people that love you, so it's really cool to have you on the show to kind of showcase that out. <laughs> um, but uh, let's go into, I think this is a great segue into the next question, which is, What's your why? I mean, what really motivates you, drives you to get you out of bed in the morning to do what you do to the level you do it at? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't think I've ever had anybody ask me specifically what your why is. All right, like, here we go. Um, I think, you know, when I think about getting out of bed in the morning and yeah. what I get excited about and stuff, I mean, definitely my wife and kids. Like, in that, I think just that built in desire to be like a good, loving father and husband and. I just I love my family and, and love being there and, and wanting to provide for them too. Sure. I think is obviously part of that work um, aspect to it. Um, and then I, I just love my job. Like mm -hmm. I, there's rarely there are days in real estate, but very rarely a day in real estate where I get out of bed. I'm like, oh man, I have to go show houses today. Wow. Okay. I've just been fortunate to have really great clients and people I get to work with. So mm -hmm. I think it's just there's this exciting process to get in up and get going. Um, but I think ultimately, you know, if you strip all that away. Okay. Um, if you think about the core of what drives you and why, it would definitely be, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, and so mm -hmm. I think that relationship with Christ is really what I look at is say, okay, if all this is stripped away, this is ultimately what gives me a lot of peace and joy and, mm -hmm. and excitement about each day and, and just being able to be alive and hopefully on some level be a reflection of what he's been to me to others. So I would say that's probably, if you boiled it down to one big thing, that would be it for me. Well, that and what you mentioned prior is there's nothing more important as far sure. as I'm concerned. Absolutely. So I, and I think that that's something that's really important to be more than just about us. There, there's a bigger picture sure. to drive us and go through, and obviously it helps you do what you do to the level you do it at. So that is fantastic knowledge into kind of who you are as a man and, and that sort of thing. So I think that's great. Um, let's go into the advisory portion of this and this is kind of a crowd pleaser a lot of people who watch the series uh newer or seasoned professionals they really want to know what the titans are doing to grow their business what they've done to take it from one level to the next so if you could look back at your career thus far pick and choose one or two things that you added 
that did take it from one level to the next, what's that look like for you, Mike? Yeah, um, I would say two big things um, okay. that stick out initially. One would be really bringing my wife into the business hmm. on a level. Okay. Um, I, I think by default, I, I'm kind of a workaholic. Like, and, and real estate, I think more than most industries has this propensity to just swallow you up and yeah. be all, you know, there's never a point where you can really say, I'm done. You know, like there's always things you can be working on and there's always ways you can improve the business. And I love that aspect of it is right. like you have this, um, this business you basically own and, and the sky's the limit. So it's a lot of fun just to be like, how can I improve? How can I improve? What can I learn? Um, but I think along with that, it, you know, the struggle often for me, especially in the first couple of years was, okay. um, you know, working with clients, you got to be free when they are. So nights mm -hmm. and weekends, I'm gone a lot. And then it got to the point where, when the business started growing, I started getting a lot more clients. There was just always a strain of like, I know I need to be home with my family and engage mm -hmm. with my children, but there's there's people that want me here all the time. And you know, you, you're gone three nights in a row and then you're just feeling guilty because you're with them. Oh yeah. And then guilty for not being with your family. And, and even vice versa, like if you say, hey, I can't go down tonight, I gotta, I gotta be with my family. And so there's that strain there. Hmm. And I really wrestled with it. And, and so finally my wife and I got to the point where I say, okay, I'm going to go back to construction or we got to figure out how to create some balance here. Okay. Um, cause I, I still love working construction, but, wow. um, so that was, it was really helpful to bring my wife in. And so we kind of set boundaries and said, okay, we're taking on six clients at a time in the summer, five in the winter. And mm -hmm. we're sticking to that, wow. uh, which has helped a lot just to create that balance. And then the other piece was just with my wife, um, you know, when new clients call or if somebody wants to go look at a house in the evening or something, I just check in with her first and okay. just say, Hey, so-and-so wants to look at a house. I think it's probably going to be gone tomorrow. What do you think? And she, I mean, it's almost never that she says, no, that's not going to work tonight. But sure. it's, we're on the same page, so there's not the stress. And I'm not at the house being like, ah, I feel bad for not being home with my kids. And, you know, there's a reality of this business where you make a lot of times sacrifices with your family. For sure. Um, but being able to make up with it in other ways. You know, we go on a lot of lunch dates and stuff like that ah, instead huge. of doing it in the night. And so I think that was one big one. The other big one... I think was finding a brokerage that really aligned with my values and also allowed us to create a lot of value for clients. Okay. Because um, I, I think when I when I started, I wrestled with a lot of aspects of the brokerage I was with. Mm -hmm. Great people, great brokerage, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. And mm -hmm. then I moved to Cherry Creek Properties, who's now HomeSmart, mm -hmm. um, and they were great. They kind of let me run my own show, which I liked. Right. Um, but then I realized I got to a point where there was a lot I couldn't do and I needed other people um, to help me step up to the next level if you will um and that's where i, I run into andrew fortune and Ugh. um so we sat down for coffee we were actually i was just wanting to pick his brain we weren't really looking to to join up and um he just his values really aligned with mine um he's just really client focused and servant hearted and he's got this incredible skill set with technology that oh, yeah. is beyond what i even want to try and learn <laughs> so, um so it was, just, it was just a good pairing and i think that's freed me up to really enjoy the part of a business I love hmm. and Andrew picks up all the stuff that I just is beyond me and allows me to create more value for clients. So I think those have been the two things if I were to pick out two of them. Okay. Uh, so I was a little long winded. No, no, no. Yeah. That, that's great. That, that's a really good response to letting everybody know kind of things that you can take note and really change. Um, you mentioned uh, Andrew and you know, shout out to Andrew if you're watching. Hey, hey. Andrew, uh, another fellow Titan, but I think that you are guilty by association, positive or negative and finding that right home, if you will, right? The right culture and the right atmosphere to grow and scale. None of us are perfect and none of us have all the pieces of the puzzle, but if you put the right people together, 
that's going to help scale and grow your business. Having that balance, yeah. I love that you mentioned that because there's so many of us in this business where it just absorbs our entire life. And we really have to constantly remind ourselves of what is the most important thing. And we care about our clients, but our family and our time, we're never going to get that back. Yeah, no, and it's a great, I mean, everybody, There's. it's just a small group of us, but it's like a family. And I was just out of town this last week on vacation. I think it was the first vacation I went and wasn't stressed about being away. Like, wow, okay. I just, you know, I put out, hey, so-and-so needs to go show a house, and they would all jump on it. And mm -hmm. it's just so nice to, to be a part of a, a crew of people like that that really look out for each other. It's a big deal. Sure. So, yeah. I love it. Well, hey, everybody, hope you wrote that down. Take that to heart. Some really good advice in there. Uh, Mike, now let's go into the tricky part of this particular interview, and it's the challenge question. Mm -hmm. Everybody deals with challenges. No one's exempt with this in the past, now in the future. We all have hardship, but it's not so much what happens, but I think how we respond, it really makes a difference. So sure. if you're comfortable with sharing a challenge you dealt with, you overcame, came stronger because of it, yeah. what's it look like for you? Um, I think the one that sticks out that probably, I would say, shifted the direction of my life more than anything okay. um, you know there's a lot of things you can point to but one that was like a defining point in my life where I said okay I was going this way and then I started headed that way um, when I was in college I used to go down to uh, I would worked with this ministry in Mexico where they would bring in in the summertime like high school youth groups would come down they build a house in Juarez okay. and with my construction background and stuff it was kind of a, a fun fit mm -hmm. and so we bring these high school youth groups down build a house in like a week <laughs> not a very good wow. house mind you but it would stand up hey it's still there so i think some of them are still standing <laughs> i sure hope so um and then part of that too each each of us uh staff members or team leaders were connected with an orphanage that we go to on a weekly basis okay um and just incredible orphanage and, and kids and I, I got connected with a great one and, and then really built strong relationships there. Wow. And I remember specifically there was one week, um, you know, after getting to know the kids for a while, I was sitting down with uh, the guy who ran the orphanage and he was an incredible guy. I had just crazy story, but hmm. um, you're there and you're looking at these kids and I would say probably half the days they don't know where they're going to get food for the next day, but they just, they, they have this hmm. faith and this trust that God's going to provide for them. And, and they have the, I mean, they're happiest kids you'll ever meet. And they, right. um, so anyways, one day I'm sitting down with them and uh, as kids are running in front of us, you know, I, I didn't speak Spanish really well at the time, okay. but I was just asking their stories and stuff. And, um, you know, one girl, I think her name was Isabel, ran by and he's like, yeah, her parents were killed by the cartels and hmm. just left in her house basically till they ran out of food and then wandered the streets till we brought her in. And there's this other guy, um, his name wow. is Augustine and he was a Tatamata Indian, which they're kind of outcast in their society to begin with. And okay. Then, him and his brother wandering around in the desert, and his brother got attacked by some wild dogs or wolves. I couldn't understand exactly, but hmm. brother was killed, and then, you know, he's there, left by himself, wandering in the desert, and they found him and brought him. So there was just, he's going through story after story after story, and it was just like, I'm doing everything I can while we're talking about keep it together. Right. Um, so we go back uh, to our camp, and um, they would let us sleep on top of the buses at night um, as team leaders just to keep a nice cool cross breeze okay. and I'm up there and I just let's loose and I'm like Ouch, like that crying till <laughs> you know the wee hours of the morning yeah. but I remember just I mean one being so incredibly grateful for this I mean I had this such a fortunate life like the things that they had dealt with I hadn't dealt with any of that stuff until that point uh, and then the other side of me feeling like man but I'm I'm so selfish I'm so spoiled I'm so ungrateful for hmm. what I do have and um and yet they have such joy and peace and stuff. And so I remember praying very specifically. I said, God, I just want to know what it's like to need you like that. Wow. Um, anyways, long story short, I wake up the next morning. There's a big lump beside, 
on the back of my head. And they have kind of crazy bugs down there. So okay. I was like, okay, something weird bit me. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks later, it's still there. A couple, actually, a few months later, it's still there. Uh, so we go to the doctor, and it was a, it ended up being a lymph node that was swollen, and they felt around. They're like, yeah, you got a lot of swollen lymph nodes. And so they sent me to the specialist, and it basically came down to, they're like, okay, I think it was um, tuberculosis, AIDS, or lymphoma cancer. Oh, no. Um, so, wow. of course, like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be dead in a week, you know, type yeah, thing, like, sure. worst case scenario. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it kind of rocked my world. I mean, college kid, you think you're invincible right. and, and all that stuff. And um, so uh, they went in, they, they ruled out TB and AIDS, so it was, it was looking, everybody was thinking, okay, you know, am I going to stay in college? Am I going to start mm -hmm. the chemo thing or whatever? What's going to happen? How severe is this? Um, and so they did the biopsy. And the night before I went in to, um, to get the results from the biopsy, uh, I was just in my bed again crying, like, yeah. I don't want to die, you know, that thing. And yeah, I remember it's, I started praying, I was like, God, I need you. And the second I said that, this light bulb went in my head. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the same thing I prayed the night before this thing popped up. Hmm. And just this total, which I can't describe to this day, but this just total peace and joy just flooded. Okay. And, um, and I, you know, kind of looked back at my life and again, say, I was like, man, I've just been so selfish and and um so ungrateful and so i just had total peace and went into the doctor's office the next day and in a great mood and my parents thought i was crazy i think wow. at the time yeah. the doctor said i don't know what's going on but there's nothing there and i can't really tell you what's going on but you're clear to go and it, you know you start having stuff give me a holler but um and so it was just one of those things where I think from that point forward, I, I had like kind of purposed in my heart, like, okay, we, I need to go a different direction and yeah. not just live for myself anymore. So that was a, kind of a long story of my last challenge. Mike, but, that, uh, that whole story was absolutely beautiful. And, nice. you know, thanks so much for I mean, I'm feeling the emotion. I mean, hopefully you guys are feeling this emotion and energy coming through because it's, it's really tough to be, you know, in those places and hearing those stories and, and people's struggles and, and reflecting on ourselves and saying, how fortunate do we have yeah. it? And, you know, no matter how many struggles we have in our individual lives, there's somebody that has so much worse and there, there's so much pain. And I think that the, to me and hopefully everybody, that's a huge reminder of just be blessed with what we have and not so much what we don't have. Mm -hmm. Remind yourself how, how wonderful life is every day. I think that's a beautiful message. And then on top of it, then you have you know, potential cancer or AIDS or whatever. I mean, that's, that's insane, Mike. And it really, I think, makes everybody think deeply into their lives and what's important and just kind of message through. So uh, thanks for sharing. Yeah. I mean, that is just beautiful, you know, all the way through. So I, I appreciate it. I know it's not easy to do. I haven't do. shared that in a long time. But yeah, yeah, no, I just, I felt so much strong emotion into it. This is crazy. But, uh, well, Mike, let's go a little softer, if that's okay, because this is the tricky one, so let's move on to the, the easier questions now. So uh, this is actually one of my favorites, and it's the travel back in time question. If you could travel back in time and give young Mike a piece of advice or two, mm. what would you say to your younger self? Um, there's a lot. I mean, you know, from that story, I think a big thing I would change is being a less selfish little brat, <laughs> hey, hey. but yeah, um, I think beyond that, maybe cause this is really geared more towards real estate professionals. I think, uh, one, one thing I think business wise okay. that I, I wish from the get go, I would have realized and thought about, um, and when guys come to me that are thinking about getting into real estate, I've okay. this is probably one of the big things I'd like to share with them is just being willing to have that 
that freedom to operate your business mm-hmm. in a way that aligns with your values and convictions okay. is, is huge. Um, I think when I started out being trained in, um, by, by really good trainings are re- very well intentioned and have good systems in place and they okay. just want to see you succeed. Right. But I think a lot of it was, um, and not that there's anything wrong with this, it just didn't align with how I fit my business, but you know, a lot of it was, okay, you need to lead generate, you need to let your sphere know that you're in, in business and, you know, talk to them about working with you. Sure. You need to promote yourself a lot. And all those things I really wrestled over. I was like, this mm-hmm. isn't really how I want to run my business, but it was how they were telling me I was going to be successful. Okay. Um, and I think it probably took a good year. Actually, I was in a class with Doug Barber. Okay. Who's amazing. Love Doug. Um, yeah. yeah, he's, great, he's great. But he, he had mentioned, I think almost off the cuff, he'd say, you know, my goal is to run my business 100% by referral. And that was the first time I heard somebody say that. I was like, wow, I want to be like Doug. Wow, <laughs> you know? ah, yeah. Think, and I'd seen, you know, my dad's business runs by referral, and it, it works so wonderfully. And so I think that was the first time I really realized, okay, it's it's okay to run my business by referral. It's okay to, um, you know, do it in a way that, you know, we always look at how would I want my realtor be if I was a client and right. try and do that, <laughs> essentially. Well and um, so that was what I always aspired to. I just never felt comfortable. So I think from the get-go, if I realized, hmm. you know, these are my values and I can stick to them. These are my convictions. I can stick to them. And this is what I want my business to look like hmm. and start working to that from the get-go. I probably would have saved a couple of years in the business. So Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, that's that's super good advice, and not just for young Mike, but everybody's watching. And I, to me, that's very transcendent in any business. I don't think that's that's just real estate. I mean, I think if you really understand your values and your convictions with whatever you're doing in your life, and, and be you know steadfast to that, you're going to be in a much better, happier, healthier place. Yeah. Um, it just gets tricky, as you know, and a lot of professionals that are watching this, as time goes on. Maybe one compromise a time here, one yeah. one compromise here, and then years flash forward, and you might not be the same person. So I think it's always good to to bear that in mind yourself. But then having wonderful people around you to kind of keep you in check and say, "Hey, Mark, yeah. like what's going on?" No, and I I mean I'm really fortunate. I got good friends, and my wife's really good about that too. She knows me really well, and, yes. and when I'm stepping out of you know what our values are, she's she's really good at kind of call me back and stuff so yeah great advice hey everybody hopefully you wrote that one down this super super good stuff to take in truly um mike now this is actually one of the uh favorite questions of the actual series is the education phase right the feeding of the mind Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of viewers want to know what the titans are feeding their minds to grow and really constantly learn so um if you could share maybe some podcasts you're listening to or influence on social media or coaches anything along those lines how are you feeding your mind yeah, I really, I think books and podcasts are probably where I get most of my content. Okay, love it. Um, and last year, me and a bunch of buddies were had this book club, like where we kept each other accountable on reading oh, a certain that's amount. That's great. I think I lasted about two months before I oh, my. totally fell out of it. Oh, but, bummer. Um, so gen- generally, most of mine comes from audiobooks, just because okay. we get a lot of windshield time as agents. Yeah. Um, I would say the ones that have been most impactful for me over the last four or five years, um, and I almost... I, I kind of throw it in two categories, like maybe business and leadership Love it. B- books, and then more like spiritual books that have also had a really big impact. But okay, um, business-wise, um, in the middle of Seven Habits by Stephen Covey. Great one. Yeah, I really that one's really good. <laughs> if you yeah. haven't read it, you, you should. I thought it was one of those books that was kind of overhyped, and sure. I got into. It. I was like, this is actually a really good book, uh-huh. um, and I'm not even through it yet. So that's been a great one. Um, 
just finished one Jeff Johnson had recommended to me, um, okay. Getting Naked, which sounds sketchy, but it's not. It's a good book. Jeff means well. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, you're watching. <laughs> yeah, so that, um, but that was a great book. Patrick Lencioni, I love all his stuff. Okay. Um, and then uh, Extreme Ownership, really love that book. Okay. And it was Entree Leadership, I liked too. That was a good book. Um, I would say those have probably been my top, whatever I listed. Yeah, three. Business books, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, books on the other side, uh, of all the books I led, read last year, the one that impacted me the most for sure, there's one called Agape Leadership. Hmm. It's a biography about this guy in England and really incredible. And there was a lot, introspectively, you kind of want to change and even implementing okay. into my business, like, wow, this is just really good principles and the way the guy lived his life was really set apart from a lot of others. Um, okay. And just finished Hiding Place by Corey Denboom. She went through concentration camps in, in Germany. Incredible story. And that's one of those wow. that really grabs your heart, but you, you look at her life and you're like, wow, I want to be mm -hmm. like that type thing. So, sure. Um, that was a good spiritual growth one. Podcasts, um, Story Brand by Donald Miller. Andrew got me hooked on that one. Okay. Really love that. I mean, half the books I shared just now are stories and that's really kind of that heart language that we can take a lot of principles from, but it's really engaging. Well said. Um, and so I love that. And I love his, his format and marketing. I need to start implementing it, but it's, it's great stuff. It's never too late. Um, it's never too late. And then honestly, more recently, since, since you had you know sent me an email a while back, I, I started listening to these, these real estate titans. Podcasts. Oh, yeah. It's really Thank fun. You. Like yeah. if you guys haven't started listening to them, um, they're really neat. I think there's a lot of agents I haven't actually interacted with, but you're around a lot. Mm -hmm. It's still a small town. Um, and it's cool because I'm like, wow, you know, you, you listen and like, wow, I really like that person. I never met them, but they're, sure. they're just, they got a lot of depth and wisdom. And um, I, I felt like that after almost all of them. I think they're really just, there's a lot of depth and richness in them. So, well, yeah. thank you. That, Appreciate there's that. There's a plug for you. Yes, <laughs> hey, thanks. It's a real one. I'm I'll, just I'll, it I'll out pay you there. later. I'll pay <laughs> you later. No, thank you so yeah. much for saying that. Appreciate it. And hey, you're, you're on it now. So, I mean, everybody can listen to you on iTunes or Spotify or watch you on Facebook or YouTube. So, it's there too. Um, but there's a lot of really rich data that you put inside there. And just as always, everybody, I'm going to have links in the comments down below so that you can follow along and feed your mind the same way that this man is doing. So that's really, really exciting. It, this has been chock full of amazing information. I'm super, super excited that we really got to do this. Um, I want to finish everything up with a final quote uh, or mantra that you live by that really sums you up as a man as a brand, what's that look like for Mike Rosenhan? Um, can I give you two of them? I think, uh, one of them that I read more recently that stuck with me for, you know, it seems like every couple months there's a quote that really you think on a lot. Um, and then one that's been overarching for the last probably 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, the one I just read was by Bob Goff. He wrote um, Everybody Always and Love Does. Um, great books too, but one thing he said in there that's just kind of stuck with me um, is, I don't remember the exact wording, but okay. he said, um, I used to be afraid of failure, but now I'm afraid of, of succeeding at things that don't really matter. And so mm -hmm. I think as, as an agent, that was a good one because we can get so consumed with things that maybe ultimately don't really matter. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and the other one that's been overarching, and this one has a bit of a backstory, so okay. I apologize. I'm no, no, long this is here. good. This is great. Um, but my wife and I, our first date, uh, we went out, and um, I was a nerd. I was so scared of girls. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, you and everybody else, Mike. You know, I really wrong. was. I, yeah, and she was so out of my league, but um, is so out of my league. But she, um, I basically, I conned her more or less into a date by saying, hey, you want to share, like, your 10 favorite Bible verses? So we went down by the river in Durango, shared our 10 Bible favorite Bible verses. There was one that we both had in common. It was Ecclesiastes 3.11. Okay. And it says, 
Um, he has set eternity in the hearts of man. Um, he has made all things beautiful in his time, yet they cannot fathom what he has done from beginning to end. And mm-hmm. so for us, it was interesting because it ended up being kind of um, almost a prophetic verse. Like it, it really became a theme throughout a relationship mm-hmm. and, and then has been as our family's grown and wow. lives have grown of just, um, you know, God has really taken broken and, and bad things and, and restored them and made them beautiful. And, and kind of that sense of he's put eternity in our hearts, but that we can't fathom what he's done from the beginning. And looking back at what he's done, um, I was like, wow, that's, it's amazing. And it would continue. It seems like every year we look back and we're like, wow. And so I think the theme for our family has always been, um, and as we're growing our daughters and stuff, is really how can our lives be restorative and redemptive to the lives of those around us. Hmm. And, um, and so that verse has been really core, and we have it hanging up on our house and always look at it, and it's got a lot of depth. So it's, I think it's one of those quotes or verses that's unique to us, but carries yeah. a lot of meaning, and I think um, I've never really shared that piece of it either, but it was, sure. it was, it's just been definitely an overarching mantra for us. So Yeah, I, I love that, Mike, and I think that all that really sums you up beautifully with everything that's going on. I mean, I just want to thank you again for being on the show, Mike. You're an official real estate Appreciate titan, you. my friend. Do I get like a badge? Yeah, you know, that, that'll be in the mail. That'll be in the mail later on. So, Mike, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Everybody, thanks so much for your time and attention, your love and support. As always, if you like what we're doing here with Real Estate Titans, please show us some love. Uh, like the Facebook page, subscribe to YouTube or you know iTunes, that sort of thing if you're more into audio. Um, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. <laughs>